This song was on my heart. All last night and this morning. So I want us to worship with this before I go into the message.
me to Hebrews, the 12th chapter. The children to stay in. Hebrews, the 12th chapter. We're going to read Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verse 1 and 2. If you don't have a Bible, if we have some, share with somebody or Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnare us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who was for the joy that was set before him endureth the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This scripture is in verse, it has the testimony of the past and hope for the future. And all of the grounded and all of this grounded in this person is through the work of Jesus Christ. Amen. I said all of that is grounded is in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Who is the cloud of witnesses? They're the people who ran before us. If you read in chapter 11... Man, if you just go a page back and look at all the matriarchs of the people of faith, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, these are the, our great cloud of witnesses, amen? The men and women who gave their lives because they had an assurance of things and hope and a conviction of things not seen. Amen? A witness is twofold. It's just not someone who can spec spectate something. A witness, I believe, in this con context that it's wanting us to really focus in on, not just being a spectator of what they did or, or them looking at us now of where we're at, but us being able to, uh, or they being able to attest to what God has done in their lives for us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. 
These are the great cloud, great cloud of witnesses. It is so much in this. You know, I asked the Lord, you know, what did he want? How did he want it? Um, because one of the things, if I had to go back and read in Hebrews 1, 2, and 3, because one of the challenges in this chapter, I don't want to say challenge, but one of the things that the Hebrew people challenge with is because this, this, this book was written to them, and it was written because they were challenged with the same thing that we're challenged with now. And that is uh, uh, starting out as a believer, but then in the race of them continuing in, they begin to get weakened. They begin to drift. They begin to get lethargic. They begin to get lackadaisical. They begin to get themselves tied to things that were holding them back, whether it's sins, whether it's weights, whether, whatever it was. They were beginning to get ensnared of the things that were taking them off course. Can I have some water? Okay, thank you so much. And as I said, it's no different with what's happening with us today. We're beginning to slack into the will of God. We begin not to put all the effort that we know that's needed to run the race. And, you know, I told God, I said, Lord, this is a hard word. He said, yeah, I know. But he never gives us anything that's hard. He first gives it to us, and then he just told me to give it to you. Amen. So I'm not here trying to teach nobody anything. I'm just here trying to encourage us all as to where we're at to continue to move forward. Amen. We need to recover our intensity. We need to focus in on the purpose as to what God has called us here for. We need to take away of the sluggish moves and the sluggish attitudes that we have. We need to get rid of the distractions in all of our lives, you know? And it's not the distractions, because, you know, everybody wants to talk about sin and this and that, you know? And don't misunderstand me, there is things that are sinful. But I believe the things that he wanted to focus in on for myself as well as for the church was sometimes things that aren't sin, but it's the things that are impeding our progress. It's the things that is, it's those little foxes. It's those little things. It's those inner things. It's our attitude. It's the way that we view things. It's the way that we look at things. It's the things that we think that are right. It's the thing that, that is so close to us sometimes. And sometimes when things are close to us, we can't recognize them, you know? We don't recognize them all the time, and it takes, it takes the Spirit of God to help us, to show us those things. Amen? Look at Hebrews 10, 32. And I'm going to be, I wanted to make sure that we all had our Bibles because um, 
We want to recover our intensity. We want to shake off all of the things that are taking away our confidence, taking away our competitiveness. And I'm talking about not competitiveness against one another, but I'm talking about our, our competitiveness in, to stay on the race, to stay where we need to be on course. Amen? Hebrews 10.32, I wanted to read this. It's beautiful. Let me make sure I'm in the right place. Hebrews 10.32 says, But recall the former days in which after you were eliminated, you endured a great struggle with suffering. Partly, while you were made a, spect a spectacle both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. Now we're going to do a lot of moving, so just bear with me. Go to Hebrews 2.1. Hebrews 2.1, he tells us here, Therefore, we must give the most earnest heed to the things we have heard. Let we drift away. I know, this just, just follow me. He's already, he's preparing something, just trust me. Trust the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 3.17 we're going to be moving. And it's okay because, you know, uh, this is going to help us to get in the word. This is going to help us to continue to uh, feed ourselves with the right things. Because, you know, that's one of the issues here, why we're drifting. That's one of the issues why we're sluggish. That's one of the reasons why we're not being able to stay on course. Because we're not feeding ourselves with the right things we need to be feeding ourselves with. And it's nothing to be sad about, it's just the truth. Now, with whom those who sin, who's, am I in the right place? 317? Okay. Now with whom was he, ang uh, now with whom he was angry 40 years, was it not with those who sinned, whose corpse fell in the wilderness? Uh, and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we will see that that could not enter in because of unbelief. Then go to four. Therefore, since a promise remains at, of entering his rest, let us fear. Let any of you seem to have come short of it. And then if you drop down to 411, these are scriptures that I wrote down. Let us therefore be diligent to enter the rest. Let any, anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Go to 6 and 11. I'm, I told you I'm going to move around a lot, okay? It's just laying the base of these scriptures to coincide with the first two that we, that we started out with. And we desire that each one of you, that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope 
until the end. That ye, that you do not become what? That you be, do not become what? But imitate those who through the faith and patience inherit the promise. Hallelujah. Go to 1035. And I told you this is good because this is going to help us to start reading our word. And there's a lot of scriptures that when you begin to do this and, and read it from God's perspective and read it from not your own understanding, but ask God, give me the understanding of your word. What are you saying to me? What are, what are you saying? Not my perception of it. And he'll do it. He'll show you. He'll begin to even give you scriptures to coincide with what he's saying, just what, he did, what he's doing now. Um, 1035 says, therefore, do not cast away your what? I can't hear you. Therefore, do not cast away your what? We're in Hebrews 1035, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Go to 39. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Amen? Now we're going to go back to Hebrews 12. 12, 12. See, the, remember those who have gone, consider their outcome. We're going to imitate them. Amen? Don't look to them because they're looking at you, but look to them because they're speaking to us a better message than what we, that, that you are telling yourself. See, we trust ourselves more than we trust anything. Twelve, what? Twelve. Twelve, twelve says, Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight path for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be what? So they're telling us don't trust in ourselves to rely on God. Train yourself to breathe the word. Train yourself to be led by the spirit. One of the things that I found very interesting in this, and I used to be a track runner, but I wasn't much of anything, in, you know, big or anything like that. My son ran track and and a lot of our family members ran track, but one of the things uh, that I found very interesting in the race of faith, oh, I didn't give you the title of it, it's called The Race That Is Set Before Us, okay? One of the things that I found interesting in this is that in Hebrews 12, if you go back to our main scripture here, it says, and let us run with endurance, so that gives me the indication that we need to be running. Amen. That gives me the indication that we got to have some endurance to finish this. Okay? 
That, and, and the only way he, he, we're going to be able to finish this, is, and he tells us, is that we're going to have to lay aside every weight and everything that is entangling us, that's stopping us from getting to the place that he wants us to be. One of the things that I understood about running is you got to be very disciplined. And this is one of the things that's required for the believer in this race that we're in. We're going to have to be disciplined. Disciplined to um, acknowledge some things in our lives. Be disciplined to that whatever it is, that we're going to have to get rid of it. I, I don't know any other way to say it. You know, it can, it can sound harsh in that, but we're going to have to be able to set these things in the right perspective as it is. And it's been so far too long that we have allowed ourselves to dictate to things spiritually in our lives. And God is looking for us to make him a priority. He really is. He's looking for us to make him a priority in our lives. We have to. It's critical. The time is really of an essence. The stuff that we used to do, we can't do it anymore. We just can't. The, the things that we used to, uh, that, that used to work, they ain't going to work no more. They're just not going to work anymore. And so this is, this is the race, this is the, 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 the journey that we're all on. And so like I say to you, I'm speaking to myself first because we're all on a journey. And there's adjustments that has to be made in all of us. Amen. And so when I was reading this, I thought about, I said, so it's not so much about is this sin or is that sin or is this your will, oh God, or is, this, or is that your will, oh God? Because, you know, some of the scriptures that's in here, you know, a lot of the things aren't really made uh, clear. You know, like what job should I have? Where should I live? Or things like that. But I found out that if we would just stop asking God about is this sin or is that sin and just really just begin to just focus on, in on him and what he has for us, you know, it, it, it just like we were saying on Saturday, you, when you begin to pursue God and him and all the things that he has, you look back and if you're looking forward, you can't be worrying about what's in the back of you. The things that you're trying to stop, the things that you're trying to get rid of, the things that are challenges in all of our lives, if you just stay focused on him and move toward him, when you look back, those things could be gone. They will be gone. Because our focus is on him. We're not looking to ourselves to do it. And this is why our minds got to be renewed. Because if we're going to stay in our way, then our way tells us that we can do it. We know what's best for ourselves. We know what plan it is for our lives. But this race, the race that God gave to us, it is, you got to look to Jesus. That's why it tells us that. You got to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. This is not a, a natural race that we're running. This is a spiritual race that we're on. So you need spiritual components to be able to navigate you to the race. 
Amen? And um, so these are spiritual things, and you must connect to what God tells us we need to do. And if he's telling you we got to separate from some things, then we have to separate from it. If you don't, it's going to overtake you. It's going to overtake you. And we don't want to be overtaken. These are warnings to me. These are clear components of what he's telling us that we're going to need in order to run the spiritual race. Looking unto Jesus. So we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen? I wanted to say in this, an in, a, a mark of a mature believer, one of the marks of, the tr- of a true believer's I have here, it's not asking what's right or wrong. A true maturity mark of a believer is knowing or asking, what is this that's slowing me down? What is this that's impeding my progress? What is the thing that's taking me off course? What is the thing that is slowing up my faith? The more you feed yourself with the word and meditate on it, it will produce a greater knowledge of the will of God. We were talking this morning in the circle, and God, you know, just, just as he always does, he speaks to us. And one of the brothers made mention of a natural thing in the sense of whatever you feed yourself, that's what you're going to become, not only become, but that's what you're going to produce. And I want to challenge all of us to ask, what are you feeding yourself every day of? What is the thing that we're giving ourselves most to? What is it? And only you can ask that question for yourself. No one can answer that question for you but you. What are you giving yourself more to? And so those, whatever we're giving ourselves more to, then that's who we're going to become. If we're not feeding ourselves spiritually the things that we need to be feeding ourselves spiritually, then we're going to be sluggish. We're going to be drifting. We're going to be tired. They gave the analogy about having more sugar than having the right thing. And so we see God's word and all that he's given to us as being the right thing. And we see the sugar as being the sense of the things that are of the world or of ourselves that we feed ourselves to. So we need to feed ourselves more to what God has required of us to. That is coming to Bible study. That is reading our word. That is praying. That is encouraging one another. That is staying in the house. All of these things feed you spiritually that you can grow. Amen? It says here, I want to go ahead and read back. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand on the throne of God, 
And I'm going to go to verse 3. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. Nor be discouraged when you are rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourge every son whom he, whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom, whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Then in verse 9 it says, Furthermore, we have had human fathers correct us. Amen? We paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of Spirit and, and live? For they indeed for a few days chasten us and seem best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, after it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Amen? That's us. And then the verse 12, I've already read that. Therefore, strengthen your hands which hang down in feeble knees and make straight your paths for the feet. So he's encouraging us even now to, to get in the race and stay on the race. Endureth. This is not a normal race when you can just run and then it's the first one who gets to the end is the, is the winner. No, this race is spiritually just like I said. So it's the one who's going to be able to finish, not get there first, but have the endurance, have the patience, have the ability to sustain themselves to, to, to get there. Amen? Can you get endurance for me? Amen. God is looking for us to stay in the race. God is looking for us to stay on the, on the, on the, on the journey of our race. Hallelujah. And I just want to read what endurance is. Endurance, the fact or power or, of enduring in an unpleasant or difficult process or a situation without giving way. Amen? We can't give up. We got to stay on the course. We got to stay in the race. Amen? We got to stay on the race that is set before us, and each one of us have this. Not that we're in competition with one another, because we're all on the same journey. We're all on the same race. So we're not trying to compete against each other. We're all just trying to get to the end. Amen? Well, he can say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen? 
when he can receive all the glory and praise in our lives, amen? Where we can truly live, live as a witness, as an attestament of what God has done in our lives, just like those that were before us. Now it's our time to, to live so that we can run the race and finish, amen? They're cheering us on. They're saying you can do it. Don't quit. The greater one lives inside of you. They're saying don't, don't go back to your old ways. Don't go back trying to maintain what you did uh, two, two, two years ago. Don't go back and try to maintain what you've done 10 years ago. Do it God's way. His way is the only way. His way is what works. His way is what's going to sustain us. His way is what's going to keep us. His way is what's going to deliver us. His way is what's going to set us free. Amen? And the setting free is setting free really mostly of ourselves. It really is because it's, the, it's this flesh that has to die. It's this flesh that wants to hold on to its way and its, its will. It's real. It does. And this is the part that God can't do for us. We have to bring the flesh under subjection to the word of God. We have to make a decision that we're going to commit ourselves to what God is requiring and what he's wanting. We have to, you know. It's for the betterment of us. It is. It's for the betterment of us. And sometimes you don't understand things until you get to the end of it. You know? I know that way ain't popular, but sometimes it has to be that way. You know, because it's a part of us trusting. It's a part of us growing, really. It's a part of us growing. Amen? Could someone find me the scripture? Um, let me see if I can find it right here. Hold on one second. You know, Jesus is the author and the leader and the founder and the originator of our faith. He did what we couldn't do, amen? We love him because he first loved us. Amen. Do you want to be changed? I don't think I, I can't find it, but let's go to 2 Corinthians 3.18. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Don't be so quiet. Hallelujah. This is the word of God and it's good. 2 Corinthians 3.18. This is why we got to look to Jesus. He is both our prize and running, an ability to run. Amen. This gives us the conviction to want to change, you know? 3.18 says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? This is what's happening when we stay on the race of God. Go to Philippians 1.6. When we stay on his race, the race that is set before all of us. Amen? Philippians 1.6. Hallelujah. I got a, a different Bible here, you guys. It's okay. It's my Bible, but I, I got a different one that um, I was using, so it's taking me a little bit. Pages are sticking. So Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it unto the day of what? Will complete it unto the day of Jesus Christ. He is able to complete the work, amen, in us. You know, and it's something else I want to talk about, this race that we're on. You know, Hebrews 12, this race, it's the race that Jesus came, he, he, he created for us, or he paved out for us. This is his race that he gave us to run. Do you understand that? So it's his rules that rule. <laughs> it's his way of the race that he says how we need to run in and how we need to be perfected in and how we're to win. It's, it's his way. Amen? Go to Colossians 1, 19 and 20. It's his, this is the race that he carved out for us. 
Colossians 1, 18. Hallelujah. So we got to stay on the race. We got to know what this is all about. As a believer, you got to know what this is all about. This is not about us uh, being here to just live a life to do whatever we want to do. This is about God and him being glorified through us. Amen. I said it's about him being glorified through us. And the only way he's going to be truly glorified through us is that we got to change. We got to make the adjustments. We got to get rid of the things that's snaring us. We got to get rid of the things that's tripping us up, that's holding us back, that's impeding our progress, that's trying to stay close to us, that's hindering us, that's causing us to feel fatigue. You know, I hear a lot of that in the Christian uh, uh, faith, that a lot of Christians, they, say, they tell me all the time, I'm tired. And what I tell them, I said, well, the only way you get tired is that you're trying to do something in your own strength. And this race that we're in, we must do this but by the what? By the Spirit of God. It's the only way. It's the only way.